You are listening to Let's Be Honest with Just Jonda. Hello, everyone. This is one of our special Just Jonda LBDs, also known as a legal breakdown. On this episode, I appeared on the Tisa Tells show, which is on YouTube, and a link to the show is going to be in the info section for this particular episode. But given how large this story is and continues to grow, if that's even possible, um, I thought that it would be a, a disservice to my listeners not to also have a replay here on this channel. Now, bear in mind that I appeared on this show and we began having this conversation, which as Tisa indicates is going to continue. We will be doing an update to this. I appeared on the show about, I want to say it was around uh, November 9th or 10th. So at that point, there was still a lot of information regarding the World tragedy that was still emerging. However, the overall issues that we discussed are 100% relevant because what we really focused a lot on was people's questions as it relates to liability, who may be liable, why they may be liable. We talked about the question of criminal liability as it relates to uh, Travis Scott, Live Nation as a corporation. People were like, can corporations be sued? Um, well, we know corporations can be sued, I'm sorry, but can corporations be charged criminally? Uh, the technical answer is yes. Is it something that happens very often? No. Uh, because who goes to jail? And at the end of the day, ultimately what happens in any situation where a corporation is taken down, let's say that there is government action against a corporation, as we've seen, particularly as it's related to uh, pharmaceutical companies, tobacco companies, and, and some others, what tends to happen uh on the criminal side is basically the same thing that would happen on the civil side with with a few more spanks on the hand. Uh, obviously, there would be um, huge, huge uh, monetary penalties because that's really the way that you get them. The often dismantling of it, certain individuals who were involved could no longer be involved in the corporation, even if it was allowed to stand. These are things that would happen on the civil side, number one. They would also happen if the government uh, were to get involved in a variety of ways in, term, uh, in terms of determining that a corporation was a public nuisance or committing activities that if done by an individual would be considered criminal anyway. Everything from SEC uh, involvement to the IRS, again, there's just so many uh, ways of dismantling corporations 
if that is the choice that's made and often it's not. So at any rate, these are the types of questions. Of course, we didn't get as technical as I just did, but these are the types of questions that have continued to come up. Um, so that Tisa and I talked a lot about that. We also paid attention to the chat and tried to answer some questions from listeners, especially as it relates to Travis Scott. I think there's still a lot of um, a lot of questions as to why he's viewed as someone who could be just as liable as Live Nation. And I answer that question within the episode as well, because uh, I think that once you get beyond the fact that someone is not just a performer in their situation, then you get a better understanding as to why they are being looked at. It's not just a matter of whether or not he could see what was going on from the stage. We're now talking about the fact that if this is your event, what does that mean? So I hope that you all enjoy this episode, even though it's a bit heavy. Just a couple of quick notes of things that have happened since this, uh, since this happened. Um, there are over 150 lawsuits as of a few days ago, it was 177, with amounts sought being well over $2 billion. And of course, everybody and their mom is being sued, obviously, at the top of every page on every lawsuit is Live Nation and Travis Scott, but of course there is a laundry list of other individuals on there. Also, an update since we did the episode, there are now 10 individuals who are deceased. There still is no word on where the injuries stand in terms of the level of the or the seriousness of the injuries of some of those individuals who um, whose information has not been released. So sadly, I hate to say stay tuned, but it's the reality of it is, is that as it relates to some uh, uh, to other victims, we are in a wait and see mode. And some of the many lawsuits the ones that aren't just random folks who just happen to be at the concert. Some of those mini lawsuits are probably going to answer a few of those questions as well. So now, here's the show. Here we have the lovely Jess Janda. How are you doing, darling? I have my legal- How are you? I'm good. Listen, when y'all see these glasses come out, Y'all know a be mean business. Okay, so let's get back into this. We got the criminal um, defense lawyer, just John the extraordinaire. All I have to say is Travis Scott is innocent. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I got to be honest, and and this is where it pays that you know you you've got a buddy that you know does both sides because. I think that we're really, at the end of the day, not going to be talking about criminal liability when it comes to uh, Travis Scott. Uh, it, folks are going to bat that around a little bit, mm -hmm. of course. I mean, when people die, and, and, and 
I hate to call it that way, but we're keeping it real, I right? Know, I, I, I feel you. It feels so it, it is, disrespectful It feels nasty to say, to say. But it's a word. It's still no way to get it, right? Yeah, and 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 that's what we're dealing with. And, and you mm-hmm. guys probably remember last time I planned with my light a little bit, but we're going to get it right this time. <laughs> but um, at any rate, when people, uh, when people die, the, on, public, the public wants somebody to pay. Okay, that's fine. Cause I'm, no, no, please continue. Complain. I'm sorry. I was talking out loud. Go on. Yeah. I've said, let me get Kamon Rainer's ass out of this chat. Go continue. Continue. I'm a, I'm sorry. Oh, not a, not a problem at all. In fact, I'm making sure that I send this out to folks because we know a lot of people want to talk about this uh, situation because it's horrible. Um, so I think the first uh, the first thing that everybody starts to think about right away is jail or, you know, because somebody did something bad. And mm-hmm. and it makes sense, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. And it's a number of people. Unfortunately, we don't know if the now nine people is going to be the final death toll because they're... Ooh really hasn't been a lot of clarity on how serious all of these other 300 plus people's injuries are. But we know that some of them had to be pretty darn serious, especially considering that this wasn't like everybody had heat exhaustion. This was Mm -hmm. a full on, people got stomped out essentially. So- and, and I know there, there's at least one young child that has people have mentioned probably because they're so young that is in an induced coma. I believe he's mm-hmm. uh, nine or ten, and and, and hopefully he makes it. But I bring that up just to point to the nature of the seriousness of other injuries that could unfortunately result in fatalities that have not occurred yet. So, mm-hmm. but. Back to the whole notion of, of criminal liability, that's hard in a situation like this because um, it certainly, if they really want to, right? Because sometimes you have, you. we all know that there are cases where you go, okay, the prosecution must have really, really wanted to prosecute a case or maybe felt some pressure because fact-wise, Mm. Uh, to me, this is one of those situations because you would be talking something along the lines of, say, like criminally negligent homicide, that type of stuff, which again, even though it removes that whole um, piece of intent, because that's just out the window. I mean, we're, you definitely wouldn't be dealing with a malice murder type situation because where are you going to get intent from? Um, well, and again, we're only, we're only talking about in terms of Travis. Okay, but with Travis, and I, I want to piece this to you guys, right? Okay. So you make a good point about where would you get the piece for intent? Let's just play devil's advocate because I see a lot of you guys in the comments saying, you know, um, Travis is one of the promoters. He was rallying them up, ada, 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 this, that, and the third. But my whole thing was when you see intent, right? Gross negligence and to everybody else i make this analogy to make it simple to you guys right i walk up to janda right 
And I hit her in the head with a bat, right? I'm only using you because, you know, whatever, right? I hit you in the head with the bat and you pass away from injuries. That would be, and I planned to hit you in the head with the bat. That week we considered you had the, and I had the intent to 100% hurt you because a bat connecting to someone's head only in so many ways. Let's just say I decide to put a blindfold on. And I decide to get behind my car and I just want to go driving with my eyes blindfolded. Okay, fine. People get run over. Do I mean to run you over? No. Did I plan to run you over? No. But you can make the argument, and this goes into gross negligence, it gets into criminal gross negligence or negligence, uh, home of gross negligence and homicide. What did you expect to happen yes. when you enter the car, put a blindfold on and go driving down the street. Could prosecution make that argument to Travis Scott because of his history that you guys have all pointed out? Y'all go let us miss anything in the comments. They sure but, don't. <laughs> yeah, at all. But you guys have pointed out that Travis has incited violence. There is a famous video going around where he incites, because someone stole his shoe, he incites a crowd to beat the guy up and then he kicks the, hits the guy himself and spits on him two times. Um, could they actually say, listen, this is proof of Travis's ill intent. He has a history. It is his character to incite violence. Could they make that argument? And if they could, with your history as a criminal defense, how much weight do you think that will happen, your past actions as a, a performer? Uh, well, it of course, as with anything, it's going to depend on the judge because a good defense attorney like myself, <laughs> the first before that trial even got started, I'd be like, motion in limine, we want that knocked out, no prior, no past actions, too prejudicial, um, all of that. If anybody has been paying attention to some of the trials that are going on now, because two of the biggest trials like of the decade are going on right now, the Rittenhouse trial and uh, the trial of the individuals who killed Ahmaud Arbery, um, then if you watched any of that, then the whole world got a really good crash course in motions practice, particularly yes. motions in lemonade, which are, we want to limit your ability or to keep stuff out entirely. So as a defense attorney, I would absolutely be saying there's no value in bringing this or there's no probative value in terms of adding to the case. It would be far too prejudicial, all of that. So those are the types of arguments that I would be making. And by the way, everyone, okay. I'm not being rude. If I'm looking down, it's because I'm sending this out. No, it's okay. <laughs> now, I want to ask you this though. When you're saying that like, okay, but let's just say that for whatever reason the judge is paid off and he yeah. and he and he literally says we don't care john john De, attorney esquire we are the counselor please you know uh, objection overruled we're not limiting you know what let's bring it in if they could actually get this previous evidence in how damaging do you think that would be or would that be something more damaging in the court of public opinion but when it comes to liability, it really wouldn't move the needle very far. It would be damaging to both. I mean, okay. obviously damaging in the court of public opinion. We already see that. So we, we're seeing that in real time. We don't even have to debate that. Um, 
it would be def it would definitely be damaging. I still think that a good judge um, and defense can kind of balance that. You can, you know, mm -hmm. the jury is going to decide whatever they decide. However, on the civil side of things, mm. I think that it becomes more damaging. And the civil side of things is really where this is going to hurt so much. Some of these, he might wish that he did a little jail time instead. No, no here's the thing. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Just for everybody, most of you guys probably even already know this, but I just want to add this in. When it comes to the difference between criminal and civil, for one, with criminal, it is the state or it is the government suing you. And criminal is you are going to do jail time. Now, they the criminal courts sometimes order restitution, but that's oh, more absolutely. And yeah, that's fine. more for people to be made whole again. When well, sometimes coming, they can order. Well, restitution is definitely for people to be made whole because that's that's yes. what restitution is. But the court can certainly uh, issue fines yes. that will um, that are actually punitive. So that's why sometimes when you see even on like your most basic of misdemeanor cases, it might say this case carries up to six months in jail and or up to $2,500. That $2,500 is a fine. That is an actual, that's, or up to, that's an actual punishment unto itself. So- Now, civil, you, you on the other them. hand, so civil, on the other hand, you guys, civil, it only is, um, there might be uh, some type of injunction prohibiting you to do something. Uh, there could be an yeah. order forcing you to do something, or more likely what we're used to seeing in civil, they hit your pockets, they make your oh. pockets hurt, and they bankrupt you. If you're I can't wait till we get to that part. The pockets, I mean, everybody needs to just turn those jokers inside out in this yes. case. Just go to your banks and open up the vault and just go, you know what, take what you want. Because that is real. That is how this case is going to look. But I know right it now is. people are concerned about the civil, so, so we can come back to that. Okay, so with the criminal case, lay out as an attorney, I think it's fine. I mean, listen, I'm an armchair psychiatrist, uh, investigation, detective, judge, jury, and executioner. However, let's bring, let's let our resident actual legal eagle tell us, do, why don't you set up a little bit about the case and what you know, mm -hmm. how the faxing and where are the prosecution, you see them moving to really kind of twist the knife in. And Travis's liability as opposed to Live Nation's. Okay, well, I mean, and, and it looks like Travis and Live Nation, now certainly on the civil side, are going to go hand in hand. But uh, from the criminal side of things, I think Live Nation, Live Nation skates, Live Nation is a corporation. It's not, you know, a, it's not a person. So let's look at Travis. And um, if we're going to stretch a little bit, let's look at Travis. Uh, the indiv individuals working the front gates, uh, any individuals who were specifically charged with, those glasses are cute, <laughs> who were specifically charged with the safety. And that's, once again, you notice we're all, it's, it's already getting kind of murky. Because again, when you talk about criminal liability, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this person 
was responsible for committing whatever crime we're saying that they committed. So in the case of Travis in this in the case of Travis in this situation what you would talk about would be as I was mentioning earlier probably something along the levels uh, level of criminally negligent homicide if we were talking about the deaths in particular. So okay. that's the most spectacular of everything that happened that's going to be the thing that everybody's gonna want like Ugh. so i'm confused are you saying that we will that the courts will be looking at travis to this or to live nation or to both if on a criminal side of things you got to look at individuals okay so and again that's if <laughs> because yeah. this is really murky criminally yes i don't think that you're going to find a court anywhere who is going to say that he doesn't bear some level of civil liability along with live nation and um that's a given the issue is really going to, it, it, as it relates to the criminal though it you got to get to individuals and that's where things get hard because the best way to have it have a um have an effective criminal case is you have to produce a body, right? And of usually in most situations, we say, where's the body? And we usually say it in Latin, but I'm not gonna do it here. <laughs> we usually say, where's the body when we're talking about whoever this victim is supposed to be. Like, rem remember the case, oh my gosh, why am I having a brain fart? You know, the case with the, with the young woman in Florida who was accused of killing her little girl. Casey there was all Anthony. That, all the foolishness with the parents. Casey Anthony, yeah, Casey and they could not Anthony secure, yeah. For a good portion of the case, initially, they didn't have the little girl's body. So that's one of those things where it's like, where's where's the body same thing with some of these cases where we had those those people where the wives disappeared now and so that's why i said usually we're talking about that in terms of the defendant but in this particular case i mean i'm sorry in terms of the victim but in this particular case you almost feel like the the question would be where's the body although we never really asked that as it relates to a potential defendant, someone who is potentially responsible. Because yes, this was a festival that um, is definitely his. It's one mm -hmm. of the organizers, all of that. And of course, all of these other individuals. But was his behavior potentially reckless or negligent and um i'm gonna talk about that in a few seconds was it potentially reckless or negligent yes but is that still going to be enough for beyond a reasonable doubt and i think that's the issue it's not about whether or not a smart prosecutor could craft some charges it's okay. about whether or not they would be winnable charges when you know that if you just support uh, providing whatever information you're asked to provide to okay. uh, for the people who are suing, he's going to get screwed anyway. Um, and this is kind of like what happened in the Cosby case where the original prosecutor was like, you know what? I think we're going to have a hard time proving this case, but I know you're going to file a civil case. So I'm going to back off 
go forward with your civil case. If there's any help you need from us on the low, I'll give but, you a little help. But here's and, the thing. You can get, and then you'll still get it. But but here's the thing. And I want to talk about when they actually file the charges. Connor makes a big point. She says that... Um, so, okay, so a few people made a point. Now, I'm going to just follow me on this for the larger issue, right? Calinara makes a good point. Drake was performing. There was Live Nation. Travis Scott was performing. Also, the Houston Fire Department log shows that the fest was out of control before mm -hmm. it began and most certainly needed to be shut down. The, they also say... I believe the chief of police said they sent out their head that was in charge of crowd control and yeah, explained to Travis Scott, yeah, this was the worst crowd control before it even started I've ever seen in 31 years, but yet they went and proceeded. I forget what the term is, but do you remember the sponge case in law school where there's doctors, there's nurses, there's all these people, and a sponge mm -hmm. is sold up in a patient, right? Yes. And when that sponge is sold up, they were trying to say, whose fault is it? Nurses were like, it's a doctor. Doctors were like, yep. it's the nurses. They oh. tried to even blame the janitor. So what happened? They said the thing where, listen, it had to happen. So one of you guys were at fault. So you know what? We're treating all of you guys equally, and you guys can fight it out in court to prove who was at greater fault. Do you think that they would actually do that in the criminal cases, rope everybody no. in and have everybody, or is there a hierarchy they're going to set? Um, if there's going to be a criminal case, they'll, they will be specific. Okay. They're going to be specific. It's when it comes to criminal cases, mm -hmm. they don't leave that up to chance for everybody to do it. If the prosecution brings everybody in, they are trying, there are specific things that they are trying to prove that each person did because what if you bring in people on a kind of murky level then what could happen is everybody gets off because the best way to create reasonable doubt is to do what True. and then for and then for a jury nobody gets convicted because if you're you are a an ethical juror doing uh -huh. your job and you go well it could have been this one but it could have been that one guess what that is? That's reasonable doubt. So yes. it, it, it would just be a waste of time and resources. And it's horrible because we know that we know that how the public feels about this and how it pulls at people's, how it pulls at people's hearts when this happens. And let's face it, there are some bad actors in here that have absolutely nothing to do with Travis, right? And I, I don't want to, um, not that they're going to end up losing anything because unless there's video, yes. there's really nothing you can do. But the, because I, I keep getting this asked this question a lot. Well, what about the people who, who probably were like Joe Schmo who did stomp on someone's child or girlfriend yeah. or whatever? Do they walk away scot-free? Unfortunately, if you're in the middle of a stampede and nobody has a name or video or whatever, then yes, you have a potential but with a stampede, bad you actor can walking the... away. All right. That's a great point, Jonda. But isn't with a stampede, you can make the argument that I was pushed. I mean, if we're in a crowded field and I come and I, you know, I start like, you know, two-stepping and crip walking on you. Okay, fine. But if I have hundreds of people on my back, could you even really establish liability? Because at well, what again, 
from a criminal standpoint, no, and probably from a civil standpoint, no either, because what it's going to come down to is uh, is foreseeability in this and then what your level of recklessness or negligence was in this. And so, which is where it's taking us now. And I'm glad mm -hmm. you brought up the police officer because this is where we really get to the meat and potatoes of this mm. let's go um and, and i know that rita asked about criminal charges honestly i don't see it if it happens i'm just going to be honest i think it's a waste of time because there's just too many other factors that actually lend themselves more civilly than criminally um, and so I think that if we're going to go down any rabbit hole, it needs to be that one, because we know for sure folks are going down for that. The question is who and what their levels of liability are. And so, that's a fun thing to talk about. But go ahead. OK, and we're going to get into that. But I yeah. want to just say this before you get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, that's what everyone's here for. But I have to say, listen. I, again, I want you guys in the comments to separate because this is a legal argument, right? Separate what is morally right from what is legally possible. Yes, Travis Barker behaved horribly. Champagne Poppy. I'm was so glad horribly. you brought that up. All those people. But, issue. Yes, but being morally reprehensible is not punishable in the court of law at all times. I take out, if I take outside of what Travis Dunn should have done as a great person, when you talk about legal liability, the way that I hear the police chief, the way things were structured, the way tickets were oversold, the way that Live Nation, and if Travis Barker, I know that we're talking about Travis Scott, I keep saying even Travis Barker because I'm so psyched about him and Courtney. I'm telling y'all in the comments, you're just going to have to roll with me for the purposes of this conversation. Travis Bar Travis Scott might be referred to as Travis Barker. So come on, you guys, get with it, right? But here's my whole point. Um, Live Nation, to me, when I looked at this evidence set, did the equivalent of me inviting you guys all to a playhouse to see Tisa Tells YouTube live on Broadway, right? And then I locked the doors. I block all the exits. I only leave one door open at the very front and I let firecrackers off in the building. And everybody thinks they're about to catch fire. And I even set a fire and y'all start running toward the exit. I see what you're saying about criminal liability. I do not think it's going to be open and shut on Travis. I don't think it's going to be open and shut on anyone else. But why is Live Nation not getting blamed for being criminally negligent, for creating a situation that a reasonable person under the circumstances and also trade custom because that is their trade and there uh -huh. is customs all said this is a recipe for disaster and people will most likely be injured severely or even die why aren't they why wouldn't they be held accountable or why do you think it would be a waste of time i think it's going to be a waste of time because at the end of the day it's going to be hard to uh bring not that it can't be done but because it has been, but it is extremely hard to bring criminal charges against a company. It is really mm. best when you have uh, criminal charges against individuals. Uh, if anybody is currently watching Dope Sick on Hulu, that's an excellent example of bringing, of, of using both 
criminal and civil liability to bring down a company because that's what ended up happening with the um with the u.s attorney's office in purdue pharma over oxycontin so check that okay. out but anyway but hulu's not paying us so i'm not gonna keep promoting <laughs> <laughs> but uh but at any rate i i get it and see this whole question of criminal charges is a great question and this is what makes it so hard. And that's why I'm glad that you brought up earlier the moral liability versus mm -hmm. criminal liability. And more importantly, what you can prove because prosecutors are not just in the business of bringing cases just because they can. The okay. goal is to not only bring a case because you feel that this is what the community needs that because you, you are essentially seeking justice for the community, but also that you can win. I mean, it, it really, I know it, that's another thing that may sound reprehensible to Why people. don't you think they could win it though? When I'm talking, I have to thing, you guys. Let's take Travis Scott out of it, right? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Travis Scott could report the Live Nation and say this. If I was Travis Scott, this would be my defense. If they tried to drag me in with Live Nation for criminal. Listen, I'm an artist. Let's be real. We, As an artist, we see stuff like this happen all the time. There's ambulances. There's people ODing. This is just concert uh, thing. You guys, welcome to the seedy underworld of outdoor concerts. You didn't know, but now you guys know now. As an artist, I'm on the stage. Yeah, I saw something odd, but because I was busy working and because I was contractually obligated, because my promoter and the people charged with safety did not turn the lights on, they did not send official security, they did not do anything to indicate that while something interesting and maybe even alarming was happening, it wasn't enough to stop the show, show. And I followed their example and said, okay, this isn't really, it's not a big emergency. Live Nation, I was Travis, I would say Live Nation dropped the ball. So when you keep saying it would be hard for it to prove, is it because it's civil and they would drag it out and they have the money to, I'm sorry, not civil. Is it because they're a, a corporation and they have the money to fight back and it's not going to be so easy? And because we're looking at the police department, which probably has some type of state immunity, so it's hard to hold police liable. Or is it just going to be difficult because even with all things being equal, the case isn't as strong as people actually think it is legally? Um, it's difficult because you still need to pin down liability on specific decision makers. And that's where it gets difficult. And the reason why it keeps coming back to Travis, and this is, we're going to get more into this as we shift towards the civil. But the reason why it gets back to Travis is because similar to Alec Baldwin in his situation, mm -hmm. Travis was not just a performer. Travis, this is literally his festival in conjunction. Yes, this <laughs> festival belonged to Travis Scott in oh. conjunction with Live Nation doing what they do. So, of course, if you're an artist, you don't you're not and, and you're you and your business people are not cray cray. You aren't going to put on your festival by yourself and take on that full expense like some companies did to 
people in the 90s remember Tony Braxton TLC talked about how yes. they were bankrupt because when they went on tour, they had to pay for everything. So that's where Live, Ma Live Nation comes in, right? Live Nation's got the infrastructure, the promotion, all of those things. However, in this particular case, Travis was not an employee. He was not um, just someone who was brought on. Now, Drake has absolutely has that excuse 100 percent from okay. my understanding drake SZA, anybody who performed before travis that day or you know background dancers or whatever the heck is going mm -hmm. on those individuals if heaven forbid somebody decided to point the finger at him because as we know some of the lawsuits did name drake um they're like hey i was invited as an artist i came okay. I assume that everything was all set up like everything you just said, the way that it normally is, that everybody did their job and, hey, I came, I did my thing, the crowd loved it, whatever. The other piece with Travis in terms of liability, both criminal and civil, if let's say, if let's say in a perfect world, you were looking at both of them, Travis is going to be looked at as being actively engaged in the incitement of what occurred because he was on social media earlier that day saying things like whether you have tickets or not come down here blah 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 blah, blah. now mind you this <laughs> it was just like was oh, sold Lord. out in may because apparently and, and no shade to travis scott it's just not my personal thing but no shade Apparently, he has such a following that it was kind of like Beyonce tickets went on sale on Monday, sold out Monday mm -hmm. in May. So why are you even talking this nonsense? Because obviously, you know that it had that it was sold out. So now, whether whether we're talking about criminal or civil, just everybody, we're going to learn today, right? It's kind of like Sesame Street grown up style. So. <laughs> Right? Because you and I like to have a good time and teach yes. folks. Okay, so here's one of the words that you can tell all your friends already you learned today. You're going to learn some a bunch of them. One, foreseeability. Foreseeability is huge in this. Even before we get to that point, you're sending out tweets. You got people coming down. Not to mention past history. Now this, remember, you mentioned earlier, there's things that have happened in the past. Mm -hmm. He's been arrested in the past. Two years ago, the first Astro World, and I, I keep screwing up the name, Astro World, the very <laughs> first one, because yeah. he was, they were, you know, trying to make this an annual thing, like Coachella or whatever. First mm. one was in 2019, 2020, of course, we had the Pandorama, so, you know, which, by the way, is still going on, but I ain't going to get into that. Anyway. <laughs> Please get back. <laughs> Okay. Anti-vax Twitter in yeah. the comments. Go on. Exactly. So anyway, they so they had they decided not to have it. Understandable. Then, you know, we get back to this year, sold out the tickets in May. In 2019, there was a an issue at the front gate. It doesn't appear that it was anything to this level. However, there was a barrier breakage in 2019. Three people um that did end up going to the hospital um other undisclosed injuries um no one died good probably why we didn't hear about it and then 
it, you know, we have 2019, 2020 gets canceled and now today. So again, foreseeable. Another reason that this uh, we have foreseeability, and no matter how you slice it on this thing, is this, the breaking of the barriers at the front gate, which was way bigger than what happened in 2019, occurred at like two o'clock in the afternoon that went down yes the initial i hate saying stampede because it sounds like you're talking about animals but whatever the initial stampede happened at like two o'clock in the afternoon and so you saw this going bad broad daylight however they felt like they got it under control well here's the thing though and i I, i'm sorry to interrupt you because this is actually fascinating but Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the comments and myself included think why if the original stampede right has started moving because anyone that has any i i I did a little googling you know i love the research right of course people that have expertise in controlling large venues whether they are protest whether they are crowd control at outdoor venues or any place where there's a large human nature human at the end of the day we have a, a way that we move and the way we operate when the original barrier was burst and a stampede started the people that specialize in crowd control from the city i would think or even from live nation i'm sure they're oh we're going to get into that there's some fun stuff would have said okay months of another stampede starting is are like have gone up 99 percent because once for some reason that happens it it gets the people going and another thing comes and it breaks out somewhere else it's almost like you're chaos. already losing control yes you're losing control so why at that point did they not call it off i mean we know the reason money greed but what legally could they say that they didn't call it off and this is where foreseeability keeps getting up and up okay. and up and then we shift now into another part, uh, some more words to learn, yay! Um, and we're also setting up a case here, folks. Now that you you said it yourself, that um, we're, we see things happening, right? The stampede is going on, all of that. So, and we don't stop it. We keep the concert going. We think we kind of have it in order because apparently no one's dead or if they are, we haven't found a body yet. Okay, so that I mean promoters. Okay. Anybody ever works with promoters in the club or anything? That is a promoter mentality. No shade to promoters. I mean, it is. Yeah. (laughs) So so you have that, so you've got that piece going. Um, you've got the tweets, you've got all that stuff going. Everybody is everybody is excited, all of that. And then so now we get into these other two important words that actually uh gives your a civil attorney two uh different causes of action that they could use you can use both of them to give the judge some choices negligence and recklessness Mm. was it negligent to go on at that point well they can argue at that point it's still daytime we still don't even have we've got a crowd and yes, there has been a barrier breakage, but we certain I'm sure that it still wasn't what is going to become the primetime crowd, right? Because most people show up for the main act. You you know, you maybe have half of the people there, but the main people are gonna be there for your 
seven, eight, nine o'clock folks. So they probably figured we could get this together. Let's get the barriers back up. We've notified emergency personnel. We're good. Let's just tell them, stop tweeting or, or putting stuff on Instagram and we can get everybody good. Toss some beach balls out there. Everybody will be okay. You're good. Now, at, a, at the point where you have prior to him going on, so there's a second surge and this is where it gets, this is where it, it truly does get deadly. And we know that. Okay. The second surge starts after the conclusion of SZA set. SZA finished at eight. So there was an hour between the end of SZA set and the beginning of Travis's set at nine. What they typically do at festivals, and we've all seen it if you've ever been to even a smaller concert, they, there's a, they, it's, they're very deliberate about mm -hmm. having more than one stage with more than one act maybe halfway back. And there's a method to that. Actually, the methodology is to at least have a portion of your audience paying attention to something else, which, of course, makes them what less likely to all be uh, running in one direction. I don't know if we could say it was nobody's fault that the, the second, the ancillary act, I guess, wasn't very interesting, but the, yeah. whoever it was, bless their hearts. The bottom line is, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I don't want to put anybody down. I don't know who it was, but apparently they weren't into but it. But whoever it was, um, people were not interested in seeing what they They weren't interested. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, so, the third <laughs> happened then and that's when the surge gets deadly we also have at at somewhere at that between that um oh trust me there's i see people saying blame this one that black one there's enough blame to go around and trust me and i are gonna get into it okay <laughs> um so we see where chief pena the the chief of police mm -hmm. says he goes back and he talks to Travis. This is not backstage. This is not before he goes and running up the steps. This is when he is still at his trailer. So this is either right before or after SZA performs. He tells him, look, bruh, um, I need you, A, he specifically mentions the social media thing, Calm, uh, pull up on that. So obviously in their mind is having an effect. And also, that's the infamous quote you mentioned. I'm going to try and find it again because I think I did it. I, I wrote it down or I typed it just like you said it. Um, where he's where well, where he said the thing about in my 31 years, yes. I have never um, had had a situation where I was so concerned about the citizens, you know, so that whole thing. So yeah. we know that that was an absolute concern of the uh, of the chief of police. And it, of course, we know what happened from there. Yes. So uh, that the show still went on. Now, I'm going to I'm going to stop real quick here because I see a lot of people talking yes. about um, chief uh, about the police and fire security so that um, so that it doesn't get confusing at the end, if you don't mind. So, yeah. um, because we know you guys have a lot of questions. Okay, so 
this is some this is these are things and and like in tisa and i we go back and forth we do our research texting each other you know what have you and <laughs> so um this is uh, and, and i i don't just deal with bs sources she knows that so this is um these are Your things straight from CNN, <laughs> NPR, new york times wall street journal what have you so unless they line we ain't lying so anyway <laughs> That's not what we do. So at any rate, um, according to the sources and Chief Pena and the fire chief, because as we know and expect, everybody is doing what? Everybody's shaggy right now, right? Wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the chief of police and fires department, the um, concert, Live Nation slash Travis Scott Astro World said they were having private security, which you can, because you got to submit a security plan anyway. That they were having private security. So, even so, at that point, as far as the fire department is concerned and the fire chief, they are going to handle this by being in the periphery. They are familiar with that venue, obviously. It's been there for years. They've had other festivals there. So they know that now I'm speaking as far as what the uh, fire chief said. So they know uh, where people need to be staged as far as fire and rescue, where the um, entrances and exits need to be and how many of them they need to have. It's no different than anything else. And, and from I gather most of us in here are adults. We've all been places where you can't block certain things. You can't put too many chairs here or there because why? Because it's going to be against the fire code. People need to get in and out. Okay. Yeah. So according to the fire chief, that is the the sort the approach they took. We have to be here because we are Houston PD, but we are here in the most broadest sense unless we're needed. And, and for the most part, the same with the police. It wasn't like some of the events here where I'm at in Virginia, where they'll just hire a crap load of um, off-duty police officers to handle a lot of this stuff. It may cost more, but at least you know that you've got experienced people. Okay. Now, so, now that doesn't mean, as far as I'm concerned, that Houston, that HPD and HFD are off the hook because as far as I'm concerned, and we have, again, being adults, we have all seen it, fire departments, fire chiefs rather, will close or, or force a Walmart to shut its doors on Black Friday if they think there's too many people in there and mamas might get unruly over Tickle Me Elmo. So okay. at a point where you where you have a chief of police saying in his 31 years of experience, he has never been so concerned about uh, about citizen safety and you have fire and rescue aware of the event because at the very least they're on the periphery. And they don't exercise the ultimate authority through the city and somehow at least attempt to shut this down. Even if they couldn't, you at least wanna be on record that you tried. 
I have a problem with that. And anybody going into court should have a problem with that. And so the city of Houston needs to be one of the umpteen people on that list of folks being sued. And let's actually talk about that because again, I know everybody, and again, you guys, I said it earlier, if you're just joining us, welcome. We have attorney, um, uh, criminal law extraordinaire, uh, just Jonda. Um, we are not giving legal advice, but she is a criminal law attorney and me as a busybody. And I do civil as well. Mm-hmm. well and civil law attorney and me as a uh, civilian busybody are giving our two cents. <laughs> Everybody's a busybody in this. I'm not yes. on this case. I'm a welcome, busybody. Welcome, welcome to the busybody things. I even got my busybody glasses. But... Um, Sonia M, uh, actually, thank you for the super chat and thank you for your service. Um, Veterans Day is every day over in this channel, right? Um, you say that Troy Finner replaced Pina not that long ago. Uh, could that have, could not play anything in um, astounding liability, basically saying, I can't see a police chief saying that, but saying like, listen, I just started. Like, I just started. <laughs> I, I should have known. I didn't. I hadn't even got through the training. I'm still in my 90 days. Like, I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, but but Pena was there. He okay. went. Okay, so Pena's a former chief police. The bottom line is Pena is the one who made this statement. So- okay, perfect. So how about this then? So we have, because everybody keeps talking about Travis Scott. And I do, here's the thing. You guys, two things can be true. Mm-hmm. Travis Scott can be liable. Uh, uh, culpable civilly and morally, yeah. right? And also, he could be getting the book thrown at him because he doesn't look like Justin Bieber. Two things can be true. Boom. You know, privilege isn't when things are going good. Everybody got privilege when things are going good. Privilege is when things start to hit the fan, how quick people are quick to throw the book at you or whether they'll give you grace to kind of explain a little bit more. So I just want to put that in the chat because, you guys, I do believe that Travis Scott is being treated harsher. However, he does have liability in the situation too. It's oh, unfortunate. But like uh, our Esquire, lovely Esquire just pointed out, I mean, listen, if that if we're going to play this game, then the police need to be dragged in civilly. But I do know that in most states um, and also federal, there is immunity. Yes. And there's a high standard of burden to, uh, to um, be raised uh, before you can dissolve that immunity. Does this, in your opinion, rise to that level or would it be a fight to even get a crack at you know piercing the immunity bell i think it's it's always a fight but i don't think that this is an impossible fight at all because these are exceptional circumstances and you had individuals there who have the experience and the understanding and saw it firsthand Mm. but allowed it to go on. Not to mention the fact that, remember some of those fancy words we were talking about uh, as foreseeability because things started Mm -hmm. to go downhill hours and hours before. And then, of course, once once we get to a point later on where there are, um, once we get to a point later on where there are... um, uh, actual things going on. But I just have one more question to mm-hmm. interject before we change subject. Yeah. Um, do you think that the new police chief, because it's funny Sonia said, this new guy, that you know, the police chief is new, right? Do you mm-hmm. think because it was such a shock and tragedy, their statements immediately prior, I mean, um, not prior, but immediately um, after 
uh, the horrible events kind of might be the thing that's going to help pierce that veil of immunity that um, the police usually have when it comes to civil suits, because they said, we went to Travis and told him never in our 31 years have we seen anything so bad. Oh, absolutely. And they thought that that was distancing. And any lawyer was like, you literally just implicated yourself because you should have never let the show go on. So go on. Yeah, or at least shut your mouth about the fact that you assessed and understood the seriousness of the situation and didn't do anything about it. So you know what? Yeah. Yeah, and unless somebody asks you if you said something that <laughs> inflammatory, you don't volunteer that information <laughs> because where you think you're getting yourself out of you, you talk about jumping out the frying pan right into the fire, right? You know, like you're it's one of those, you know, how when you grab a friend and be like, you have a girlfriend who wants to jump into an argument you have and you grab her, Wait, Girl, okay. you're not helping. Perfect analogy. <laughs> Last season 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta, when Tanya Sam, and they were trying to find out who was in the room with Bolo and Portia, and Tanya Sam said, all I know is that this woman right here was in the room with me the whole night. And Portia was just like, damn. You, you just are kid, not like, helping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Tanya just placed them both at the scene. And it was just like, well, we know who was in the room with Bolo. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's why she ain't coming back. She had to go and save that long-suffering 50-year engagement. So. Listen, she said, y'all ain't messing up things between me and Paul. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. You know? But, okay. Uh, but no, same thing. Like, you know, don't help. <laughs> so, don't help. Don't help. So... Um, and I, you know, we're getting a lot of questions about it that are saying, well, Travis was doing this, Travis is doing that. Maybe it, uh, it maybe part of this will help. Let's deal with where we know. I have to ask you this. Going. But, Jonda, I have to ask you this. I see uh -huh. a lot of people, and, and, and take this question seriously, right? Yeah, no, I, I see a lot of people saying, there was dark energy there. I think anytime the crowd, I've been in crowds where I've never been in a stampede, but I can, I've been in crowds where control is starting to be lost and it starts breaking out like fires all yes. over the place. It's actually really scary. People said that it seemed like they were into, they are into satanic devil worshiping things. Now, part of it is the smirk, but I've always been, um, uh, had a question legally. Could you actually go to court and be like, this person, is yeah, is, yeah, is the known <laughs> Satanist. He, they do this, they do that. Could, or would they be laughed out of court? Is that something more in the court of public opinion? I'm not saying they are. You guys don't go quoting me. Mm -hmm. But if someone was to bring that argument, would that even matter in the court of law? No. And, and I mean, and let's face it, there have been cases over the years where people have said the devil made me do it. And you know what those are? Those are insanity defense cases. And by the way, well, not, not an easy standard to meet no, at no, all. Not, no, no, no. Not insanity cases. But if the prosecution tries to say they are known devil worshipers, they're known this, they're known that. Would that actually be any? I just always you know because unless you are trying to actually go down that long, freaky, you know, internet road of sacrifices and all of that stuff, there would be no reason for that to come up okay. because the only reason to bring that up would be to say, 
because because other than that, you would really be infringing upon freedom of religion, right? So the only reason to bring that up would be to say, because of this, they did that. Kind of like the case that came up um, with the woman from the uh, documentary, The Way Down, where the kid, yeah. where the little boy was uh, was beat to, you know, and so what ended up happening is a lot of the church practices obviously came into play because sparing the rod was part was a major part of their teachings. So it mm -hmm. would have to, there would need to be some causal link. So where now with Travis Scott? I know that uh, a lot of people are like, well, he was a performer. He didn't have anything to do with this. He tried to stop the show. He did this and that. The best way to kind of wrap that piece up so that we can move on to the next part, and maybe you all stop debating about that, is Travis Scott was not just a performer. This was his event organizer, producer, let's just call him owner. This was his event. The best analogy for this, and is a very current one, by the way, so I hope you like it, for this that's current, is the Alec Baldwin case. Alec Baldwin accidentally shot and killed the uh, director of photography on his movie. There is no question in the world, unlike the wacky stuff in this one, but at least in that case, no question in the world. It was absolutely an accident. There's all kinds of shenanigans about, you know, inexperienced people and, you know, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, however much we may feel bad for the fact that I can't even, we can't imagine how horrible Alec Baldwin must feel, right? It, he, it was his production company. Therefore, when liability comes down, at least the civil liability, because we know he's not going to be charged criminally. It was, there's no question it was an accident. But from a civil liability standpoint, ultimately, it being his production company, his production, he is going to bear liability however ever bad he may feel from a sympathetic standpoint as in you shooting a person. Mm -hmm. So that is it. So if we were to take Travis Scott and put him where I just put Alec Baldwin, that is why we like Travis Scott does not get away from liability in this. It doesn't matter whether he was performing or not. It oh, doesn't wow. even matter whether this happened during Scissor's set as opposed to his, he still would bear liability because it was his festival. Live Nation, the insurance companies, all of them, of course, you know, are all a part of the many people that are going to be on the page when someone gets sued. So, you know, when there's a lawsuit, you know, you look at your, as we call it, your caption of the case, it says so-and-so, you know, let's say it's me and Tisa, we were there, you know, just John Dentisa hmm. versus this, the, the, it's going to be like two pages long. Yes. <laughs> All the people that are going to be sued. Now, as the case shakes itself out, there are going to be individuals like, for instance, Drake, whose attorney will easily be like, he was hired for the event. He's nobody in all of this. 
thank you, but good night. Yeah. Um, there, there will be people who are able to pull themselves out. One of the first group of people who are going to pull themselves out are the insurance companies because the insurance companies are going to say, we insured you according to the plans that you provided to us, particularly your safety plan, your facilities plan, all of that. And based on what we saw, basic protocols as it related to security and safety and all of those things were not followed. And why should we as an insurance company pay millions and millions and millions mm. of dollars on your behalf when you, you and your people on site were negligent? So trust and believe. So, but, but here's the thing with insurance. I've always wondered with this insurance claims to and, and maybe they can get away scot-free i buy a ticket because i believe that the concert is insured they show a ticket right the ticket says in there in that whole little disclaimer we have insurance right now yeah, nobody ever reads it insurance anyway well here's the thing though if if you tend to read it your concert tickets do say oh baba if you go to the thing they'll tell you who the insured is is insured this and that most people don't care, but if you need that insurance, it's like, mom, I'm going to a place that has insurance. If they go and a stampede happens and the insurance company can just say, well, guess what? You didn't sign it, right? You violated this. We're not paying. But does the insurance company have any liability that after Travis's pockets are emptied and whoever else's, can I actually go back to the insurance company and be like, listen, we tried Travis, he's broke. I'm number 3,068. Travis is broke. Live Nations is broke. You told me that there was insurance here, insurance policy. I need you to pay whatever my medical expenses are. Could you as a consumer make that argument to the insurance policy? Or is the insurance policy just like, nope, it's not a good one. Forget about it. Because it was mm -hmm. a warranty that they made. Yes, but the, the contract for insurance was the contract it thank you for make it make sense uh they said the contract was insured for 26 million insurance is a contract between the person who took out the insurance and uh, between the insurance company and the insured the insured because there were several policies that would be on this there would be a policy that the venue has there would be a policy that for that event itself because I've purchased it, event insurance just for that event, as well as various other policies Travis may have as an, as an okay. uh, performer, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the bottom, and, and what he just mentioned, the concert being insured for $26 million, that would be the event insurance. Now, what happens with that is, even with the event insurance, that insure that policy is no different from any other contract it is a contract between travis and live nation whomever took the policy out and i don't know let's say joe schmo insurance company now if joe schmo insurance company says based on our investigation of this situation we're not going to cover you. You did not, uh, you didn't, you know, you breached your contract. So we're not going to cover you. Kind of like taking out an insurance policy on Monday and offing yourself on Tuesday. We're not paying your family. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because remember, they yeah, don't exactly. pay. And so this is, so this is the same thing. 
So it so the insurance company would, of course, then say we're going to not pay. Now, of course, Travis Scott's and Nive Nation would be insane if they didn't, you know, fight their insurance company on that issue because they need okay. the money. <laughs> okay. But the at least initially, that is going to be the insurance company's issue. And the insurance company is certainly going to have their lawyers run to the courthouse and say, here's the clause in our contract that shows and we have given them notice that we are not involved in this. Our contract is null and void. Therefore, we need to be removed from this case. And unless the judge finds some issue with that, some kind of fraudulent stuff on that end, then they may be successful in that, in which case, to your question, someone trying to get x amount of money um somebody oh somebody said legal at the insurance company is working overtime hell yeah so <laughs> um they so at any rate the person who um i'm sorry lost my train of thought reading that because it was such a good comment but <laughs> but at any rate to your point that would preclude you, for instance, because remember me and you were suing, that would preclude you and I from saying, well, we didn't get our full settlement for from Travis and Live Nation, so the insurance company should make up the difference. Not if the insurance company is relieved of liability. And another thing that will help the insurance company is if as the case is going on, because this is going to go on for years. <laughs> you think this is going to be a long case? That was that, a question well, a lot of people were asking. Anyway, I mean, unless they start writing settlement checks right away. Now, let's be let's be clear, okay? Or as I say in my podcast, let's be honest, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. The main, um, it's as it relates to the wrongful death situations, the individuals who have actually passed away, it, they're they're going to try as they might, um, and understandably so, to settle with those individuals right away. So that's really going to just be a matter of whether or not both sides come to something that do they they do can they live. Have, with. Not true, John. But do you think they have enough money? To do that because here's the thing it's not just like one person was fatally injured or one person's brain dead right now we know of two people unfortunately mm -hmm. that looks like they might even though they may have transitioned their bodies are still being kept alive by machines there's other people that have severe yeah, internal we talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah they i don't know if they have enough money to settle with everyone that right now is actually seriously injured forget about the frivolous lawsuits right like oh my ankle got there'll, cracked, be or, there'll be a ton of them and quite frankly yes. they're gonna have to deal with those too because if if nothing else however frivolous sometimes is is you know like they say it's cheaper to keep her sometimes it's cheaper to pay okay um, I agree question with you as far as enough money to answer your first question, because I don't want okay. to, to forget that one, because that's a great question. Um, as it relates to your first question, it's going to be tough. And mm. that's where um, and, and that's where we will find out. And I think when if if and when, because it's only a matter of time, one way or the other, that we see some of the people that are on the wrongful death side of this thing. And, and of course, other things they're going to argue, but I'm just using that cause mm -hmm. of action as an example. 
if let's say let's stick with nine thanks for the reminder money miller okay so if we see some of the nine that we know of now uh going in a trial direction as opposed to a settlement direction then you're absolutely right chances are because of the amount of money that the entities on the travis scott live nation side have uh because of the amount of money that they were like look this is the cap of what we're going to be able to do because we know that we've got to make offers to other people then we're going to know that the numbers they offered weren't good enough because they know like you said you can't give away the farm to the first couple of people that show up because you still have a whole lot of cows that you got to milk for yes. everybody else definitely the second question a lot of people have been asking i just want you to address this so then we can get into this meat and potatoes that i know you are ready to take yeah, us on little, i'm so excited <laughs> yes can they forbid travis scott to from ever performing again now from what i understand um no but in a weird way yes because this could make him uninsurable and if you can't yes. get insurance for a giant concert you literally cannot perform in concert venues again um well there's the short answer is no chances oh. are uh no can they forbid him to perform again this is not like some of my more ugh, clients with um let's say things with children that are not appropriate where they can be banned from the internet and things like that because mm. that that it really allows them and facilitates them committing their crimes yeah. whereas as with travis you are you would be uh impeding his ability to take care of himself to work etc so what would typically happen is exactly what you're saying it would be a matter of whether or not people want him around and as we know everybody talks about i hate even to use the word because i think it's a stupid word but you know everybody talks about canceling and all this kind of stuff we know that that is all relative nobody truly goes away unless the public wants them to go away travis has a strong devoted and apparently incredibly huge worldwide fan base he is not going to go away and as long as he can make money for other people because mm -hmm. of the money he makes isn't just for himself like for instance this made live nation money too as long as he is a viable artist and he is because he still has a strong fan base there will be opportunities for him to do what he does will he be able i agree with you will he be able to um book large venues for you know astro world part three and be able to insure it and all of that kind of stuff even if he did they he would have to provide any insurance company with a brain and venue with a hell of a lot of safeguards probably mm -hmm. even doing it at a venue where there is seating so to discourage yes. the whole moshing atmosphere etc yes. 
Yeah. So yeah. I think that that is more what will happen because there are promoters, even if not individual artists, who have dealt with uh, tragic situations and and have gone on to fight another day, so to speak. There's just going to have to be either him playing smaller venues or he will, um, or I don't know what that was, uh, him playing smaller venues or him just making a lot of concessions to the individuals who invite him to perform. Now, will that change his music, his stage persona and all of that? No, it just means that there, if if there's, especially if he's a headliner, there probably be things in his contract about uh, the, the way that he promotes his shows or yeah. the things that he encourages his fans to do, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, um, but is it going to hurt him for a while? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, like, it's I thing. When people complain about getting canceled, all they're complaining about is you are using your economic power to stop me from making a ba bag. That's what they're yes, complaining for about the for their moment. day. For the moment, because no one, I was actually having a debate with this, um, with some friends prior to this. I can't think of one person that's been canceled that stayed permanently canceled. Nope. I really can't. Not one person. And these are people that, in my opinion, even OJ's Twitter feed is funny. Just Jonda. We. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't we follow got, it, We got the I've Travis people going to war in the comments. Let's move on from OJ. Okay, so listen. <laughs> let's, you're about to start a riot. Listen, did you not learn anything from Asteroid? Bro, yeah, okay, you for those literally... of you who don't know me, I, I like to say stuff just to and make I love her for crazy. It. Don't you apologize. <laughs> That's why you're on the show, but you're about to start a, what is it to quote the Candace Diller? You're about to start a commotion in here. So exactly. I'm about to cause a scene in here. You're about to call the scene, right? You're like, you know, okay. And I'm like, there with the yeah, theme. Somebody well, said he's already being canceled from festival events. Again, not well, he necessarily. Is, but that's because it, it just, you guys have to remember, this is, it just happened last week. It's stupid to have of him on. Of course, you yes. have to cancel that person coming. And I don't mean canceled. I mean, actually canceled as in the definition of the word in a dictionary. You of course, you need to cancel their next guys, appearances. It would be equivalent to a school bus driver getting in an accident, children being hurt, unfortunately, the school driver under suspicion of drunk driving, and the next morning the school bus pull up and there's the driver there. You know, like, listen, I don't know if you're guilty or innocent, but you won't have to take a leave of absence until the investigation clears. Like, get out of here. You know, um, I know that people said Chrisette Michelle again, different situation different, because no. Chrisette Michelle has a niche. When you have a niche fan base, Chrisette Michelle is black famous, not everybody else famous. I know you hate hearing it, but it is what it is. And so I'm telling, am I telling the truth? So the bottom Let's line, move on. <laughs> so the bottom line is if your core fan base, which is this big, decide they don't want to mess with you anymore, then yes, you are probably going to stay quote unquote canceled longer. Where if you are somebody like Beyonce and a segment of your uh of your fan fan base decides that they want to cancel you, she has such a huge fan base that it's like, 
oh, y'all little five dollars. Yes. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> You know, Beyonce <laughs> can afford to kick half her audience out and be like, get out of here, brokies. Okay, oh, and I still you. go to the Louvre. Exactly. <laughs> so listen, let's get into this, uh, the meat the and potatoes. <laughs> let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's okay. go. Okay, who is liable? Now, we've learned some of these words earlier. This is where they, where the, as they say, the chickens come home to roost. Because when you start talking about um, foreseeability and negligence, and then ultimately who may be responsible and liable for these types of things, then you are, then you take everybody who would have been responsible for putting on the event, ensuring the safety of the occupants, all of those people. And that's when you start looking at who's going to have, who potentially, obviously everything is potential. Okay. okay. Who potentially will have to write checks? Okay. So one, we know common sense, Travis Scott and Live Nation. We already talked about why. It was literally his event, co-owned, produced, put on, whatever you want to call it, by Live Nation. So right here at, oh, you guys can't see it, right here at the top. Okay. Then you also, as you correctly pointed out, in um, I, if I were suing, I would also add the city of Houston by virtue of Houston PD and uh, Houston Fire Department, of course, as you correctly pointed out, there is a whole very difficult, extremely difficult uh, piece of litigation that has that goes along with that too, as you mentioned, to pierce uh, their immunity. So that so remember you brought that up earlier, and that was that yes. was your assertion of that was absolutely correct. That wouldn't stop me from doing it, right? I mean, we're talking about kids dying i mean exactly. i'm going after everybody right yeah. so uh after that we have private security now this is another place it gets very messy mm. allegedly well not allegedly again houston <laughs> pd they said it houston pd and houston fire and this one was actually i got this from the statement of the fire department um he gave this statement to cnn i, I believe on monday he said that um, that trap because of course they got a million questions. Why weren't there more officers there? Why weren't this? Well, first of all, they would have had to have the whole Houston PD and Houston Fire there, right? I mean, mm -hmm. fifty thousand people. But more importantly, and this just bounces even more on Travis and Live Nation's um, plate. They allegedly hired pri a private security firm to do this. Now taking a little detour at the private security private, a gentleman just did an interview um with uh the media the other day um actually it was yesterday um and you can find this on youtube so anybody you could you know just do a search on um security guard from in fact it was easy to find it said security guard from astroworld said no training the security guard alleges that this so-called private security literally hired them like via text. They had no training. 
they showed up that day, of course, you know, wearing black or whatever, because that makes sense. You're not going to have a bunch of uniforms for everybody. They showed up that day. They stood in line, you know, signed in and were given their credentials, uh, so to speak. So they, but really little to no training. They got there that day. I mean, how much training could you get? First of all, people are already showing up first thing in the morning. That's why they were so rowdy by two o'clock, they broke the barricades. So that is, I don't know if that was all of their private security, but if there is any truth to the fact that that was even a portion of their private security, that is definitely another problem. Uh, question. Could the defense to that be that that was industry custom? That was um, industry standard that when we go, listen, when if they go on stage and they're like, listen, I know you think we're hiring ex-Israeli um, Secret Services and ex-M6 uh, and CIA, but we are hiring people that work on the weekends at the local library. Like, what do you want for the concert ticket? Is it the is it the industry standard if they can prove to hire untrained people as security? Um, would they still be liable or would this just still liable? But then they could make an argument that then the whole industry has to be liable. I don't even know no. if that's an argument, but mm -mm. OK. No, even if it is industry standard, like everything uh, something can be industry standard, but if it F's up on your watch, you're still screwed. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I Rim, mean, thank you so much for the super chat. Rim says, Tisa and Jonda, what do you think about the difference in treatment the media is giving to Alec Baldwin uh, versus Travis Scott? I mean, honestly, I talked about this earlier, and you guys, I stand decided. Two things can be true at the same time. Travis Scott, if he, well, not even if, he is part of the promotion. It was half his concert in conjunction. 100% he's liable. I do believe the media is heaping on. But again, like I said, privilege is never when everything's going right. Beyonce is always treated the same as Jeff Bezos in the room. It's two billionaires in the room. Mm -hmm. However, when things start to hit the fan is when you start seeing the way the, the media starts talking about Beyonce and the way the media starts treating Jeff Bezos. So that's why I think they're being treated. I know it's different situations, but it's also the way that Alec Baldwin is assumed to come from a different place. Whenever I look at any articles online about the Alec Baldwin, it has them tear-filled, looking yeah. remorseful, looking into the sky. And whenever I, mean, I see- It was a different incident. No, but hold on. But whenever I see pictures of Travis Scott, he's looking high with his dreads all over the place in a hat, like- Which is like he's the just image like he put out. Even his apology was in black and white with him doing this the whole time. Listen, he's trying to act sad. He doesn't have empathy, but my whole thing with Alec Baldwin, I will stand behind this. Just because people weren't crushed, there is somebody, two people, one person lost their life. Another person, I don't even know if he's at the hospital yet. Uh, people are injured. The set was a mess. There have been accidents before then. The oh. Alec Baldwin knew that shit was going bad. There have been two prior accidents on two separate occasions that led up to this. I know it's a different thing. I know it's different circumstances, yeah. but we still have to think 
why is Alec Baldwin being painted as someone that's so hurt from the tragedy because he looked crazy into the phone? I believe he was going losing his mind. You thought you were going to jail. Catch me after I accidentally shot someone. You would see the tears streaming down. It doesn't mean you care anymore or less. I just, I, if anything, why don't we show Alec Baldwin of the pictures where he's on the street of New York fighting paparazzi, snarling. Because that people. had nothing to, because that was not immediately following the incident. I'm going to say something and I know it's not going to be very popular, but as someone who literally follows 200 different media sources a day and they aren't all of one kind, I have to tell you that sometimes when it comes to certain stories, we assume that because we are only following, and, and I'm saying we right now, especially in terms of people that look like me, that we assume that because it is not on the shade room, that it is not on Bossip, that it's not on TMZ or whatever, that stories are not being covered because they're not being covered in places where we typically go. And when it comes to the Alec Baldwin case, the reason, part of the reason why we know as much as we know about that case is that every news source but they were in mainstream news sources which a lot of us of a certain age don't go to covered that case ad nauseum and at this and then it got to a certain point where they where this case quite frankly is gonna get um and, and we also have to remember we're in the first few days where okay. it's going to get where it stalls out and that is part of where the Alec Baldwin case is, is because we know that there were issues with the producer. We know there were issues with the production. We know that people walked out and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But now it's hit the point of with the um, prosecution and of course, with probably various attorneys where they are at the sink or swim point where the sheriff is like, okay, now we're gonna go to the back room and sit down and figure out, are we gonna bring any charges against anybody while y'all start writing checks and, and what have you. So I think that that's part of where it where it is tanya williams alex is alec is not going to jail on that sorry to okay sorry i will to say you. this but i will say this a lot of you guys a lot of you guys people are saying that travis kept rubbing his head and face he wouldn't make eye contact with the camera he was hiding his real feelings no remorse whatsoever if i was a defense attorney if I was, I would say my client suffers from Asperger's. It's impossible for him to make eye contact. He's a musical genius. He's a little bit socially or awkward. It is what it is. is. My client yeah. was high, therefore he's not going to be able to make eye contact. I don't even think and he was he high. Well, I know what I'm saying. Being yeah. high is a defense too. My that client was high. There's not who has not fully absorbed and understood the gravity of this situation, and now that he does, he is in seclusion. Oh, is being high a defense if you intoxicated yourself? Well, he, you're not charged with doing anything true, wrong. When true, you true, saw true. my client, and again, high could be on alcohol. True, you could simply true, true, say, true. my client, you know, he had had a big night. He was still intoxicated. True. He was encouraged to make a statement because he didn't want his fans to think that he didn't care 
So he made a statement when he really wasn't ready to because he still didn't fully understand the largesse of everything that's going on. And now at this point, don't you love how I'm spinning this for you? And, <laughs> and now it. at this point, he is in seclusion. He is dealing with it. His heart is broken. All, all of that. So um, do, Listen, we, do I necessarily white... have to believe it? No, but as an attorney, I'd argue it all day. Okay, but I just want to also say to you guys, um, and thank you, Esquire counselor. Thank you for your impassioned <laughs> plea. I will say Tanya Williams says, come on, there was a black and white filter on this apology. You guys, I do think there's an age gap difference in this too. Mm. Travis Scott was speaking to his fans, Absolutely. to his fans, which are the ages of what? Nine to... 30 yeah, I mean, his so. like nine to 40 well, well his hardcore base though is nine but no like 30. nine to 30 he, he's yeah. got the money demographic that even All tv right. looks for 18 to 33 he's got the which is great because okay. those fans have money to come to concerts okay but in that in that money demographic you guys but they're young like my apology people assume you're being more serious Yes. He thought he was being more serious to put on a filter, to put on something that might look it's too like chipper. So what did he did? He did a black and white, a, a, a black and white thing to be like, yo, I'm being wrong. Uh, I think that it was a high stakes thing. The PR people came in. They yeah, said, you, you oh, well, know who's advising him and everybody's advice. Exactly. But that's a cult, that's not even culture. It's a kid thing. The black and white apology means. So if anybody, anybody ever gets, caught doing something messed up. Make sure if you send a video thing, make sure you're doing a black and white so they know. Put some rain in there too. Now, let me ask you a question. Before we go, I just want to interject this, you guys. Thank you so much for joining. This is with Jess Janda, our legal eagle. We're also going to be breaking down some Mary Crosby stuff either later on this weekend or next week. And we're going to revisit Jen Shaw based on what we've seen on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, before she continues in the chat, I just want you guys to know if you're new to this chat, I'm Tisa. If you're not, hey, what's going on, right? I just want you guys to know that at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am doing my gossip mess. That is when, I listen- Right now I'll we're in the car, courtroom. but I'm gonna be yes. Gonna knows we do it all right now. We are being legal eagle. You see, I got my glasses on, but in 30 minutes I'm taking them off. I'm letting my hair out. We getting in the gutter. All right, we're gonna talk about all <laughs> things gossip, all things blind items, up and on the desk, all yes. of that. <laughs> and it is going to be so good. So if you guys want to join, it is members only. It's $4.99 to join. Thanksgiving is coming up. You don't need any damn cake pops and venti large frappuccinos from Starbucks. Put the money into my membership. At least I give you something that'll keep you entertained while you are cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Now, listen, you guys, um, let's get back into this because John has been with us for so long. Let's let her get into her meat and potatoes. Um, and we'll get through it. And then if she has time, we'll answer a few questions. But if not, I guarantee you, John is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Exactly. Um, John will be case, back. I'm going to talk about on the podcast. Tisa's going to come over there. You know, this we're going to do how it. we do. <laughs> and also, you guys, we're also going to get into Mary Crosby. We're going to get back into mm -hmm. Jen. And we're also going to go into Ahmad um, and that case. Um, I find it very odd that we don't know the killer's names. We keep we keep referring to it as Ahmad's yeah. case. And he's we don't not know. the one who did anything. Exactly. Hello, he's the victim. I, I and find girl, that you know, don't even get me fired up by that. Yesterday, when the defense attorney said, "No more, can we? Uh, we don't need no more black pastors in the courtroom." I can't. <laughs> he actually said that they made a motion 
to get Al Sharpton removed from the courtroom that was sitting there quietly. I know Al Sharpton was like, what this got to do with me? And he said, Your Honor, I'd like to make a motion to get him removed from the courtroom because we don't need any more black pastors in this courtroom. So, yeah, yeah it's off it the chain. It is what it is. Black pastors. But in know. fairness, just a quickie, compared to the Rittenhouse case, the judge in in that in this case, the defense attorneys are off the chain, but the judge has actually been really good, like my absolute professional. Uh, nice. holding people to task. Now the Rittenhouse, we ain't even gonna talk about that. That case, that whole well, thing. Let, just no, we're gonna talk normal. about that on a different. No, episode. I'm saying like right now because both of our blood pressures are shoot up because that judge is just. Listen, the judge got him. Listen, we'll get into that. Well, yeah, I'm just... telling you, we already getting mad just thinking about it. <laughs> mm, right. So, <laughs> but Thank okay. So back God. to this. Let me stop. Okay, I'm just about to ask me. about this, Brittany. Yeah. Listen, the Rittenhouse judge is off the rails, but let's shut up before they accuse us of trying to do a Travis Scott and inciting people to rise up against that judge. Oh my gosh. Yay, free Britney. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Anywho. So um, uh, even my uh, 14-year-old is going to do a happy dance about that. So Even the thing. Happy that. So you guys, let's get into, I think we have John okay. for maybe about 10 more minutes, yes, maybe, if not done, let us out. know when you got to leave. It's fine. And then mm-hmm. I'll say goodbye to all our friends. Um, but <laughs> really quick, with the meat and potatoes, where do you see this actually going? Because at this point, there's liability to go around. Um, everybody's guilty. Criminal, you think is going to be director, a high bar right now. Safety, the festival director, the venue, um, the director of security. Now, of course, depending on who hired whom, that that will impact the person's actual like. Do I need to write a check? Liability, of course, because if you are, if you were truly an employee as opposed to an independent contractor that didn't do your job, your liability is different. If you are director of security or, or even festival director, but under the umbrella of Live Nation, because remember, Live Nation, well, I know you know, is a multi. National, it's an international corporation. I mean, it's a mega conglomerate. So they may have, and I'm sure they do, it's just a matter of whether or not they choose to use them for, you know, because even conglomerates don't always use all of their own people for yeah. every single event. Sometimes yeah. they'll go with local people um, for various reasons. There's, there's many reasons not necessary to go into it, but the bottom line is, even with that, if Live Nation contra- and, and Travis Scott contracted these out to independent contractors, yes, we already know that Live Nation and Travis, let's always keep them on the shelf as in we already know that they're, they, they're going to have some liability, so we don't have to keep saying that over and over. Okay. But it, like, for instance, when we get into security companies, um, the festival director, those types of things, then the question is, were those in-house people or were they independent contractors that were hired or for, uh, for the event, like vendors? If so, then there may be liability that they have. Now, of course, 
because they were hired by mm-hmm. by Live Nation and Travis. They're going to go back and forth. Another word that we're all going to learn as we go through watching this is indemnify or indemnity because when uh, this often happens with insurance companies for sure for instance if i am in a car accident the accident is not my fault but i need my car fixed i mm-hmm. need my hospital bills paid etc my own ins- i can go to my own insurance company and they will pay that because that's what i pay them for however they are going to then go after the other insurance company in order to pay them to get the money back because it was not my fault. So why should they just be out of money? So it's their way of reimbursing themselves. But in in law, you know, they'll do uh, indemnification. So we're going to see that with a lot because, again, as we know, I guess a legal motion we're going to learn is listen Jada, thank you so much for joining us you did such a good job not only breaking this down but answering a lot of legal questions that people have been floating we all like to play armchair analysis no more than yeah. me and it's nice we definitely had your criminal and civil she is currently practicing um expertise to actually let us know like okay fine you can make any argument you can make the mcdonald's ketchup argument but this is actually what's going to move forward in court and in the mind of a legal person but like you said you can make any argument you want but we're trying to win and we're trying to win as quickly as possible and you balance between all the arguments you can get in against all the convictions you can actually get in a reasonable time and it's it's unfortunate but it it really that's what it really does come down to because from the standpoint of the court and the state there's resources that go into trying cases there are there is people's time that could be spent doing other things because sadly the wheels of justice are always turning because there's never a lack of cases that need to be tried exactly if a case is just not seen as viable or it's like you know, they, they're just not going to go with it 50-50. If they think maybe 70-30, possibly, but certainly not 50-50 <laughs> so, or below. Exactly. I will say one thing, you guys. Thank Jonda. Thank you so much. We are going to be back early. Uh, you guys are going to be able to catch me on Janda's podcast. I'm going to put a link on her podcast in the comment mm-hmm. section. It's going to be pinned and also in the description box. But I said you guys never go to the description box. So I'll put it in the first <laughs> pinned comment. Let <laughs> us know if place, they may shock you. <laughs> yes. Let us know if you guys have any questions for next time Janda joins us for a part two of this. She will be back. And we're also going to cover other uh, cases on her podcast, on my channel. I hope you guys really enjoyed her in-depth legal analysis. Again, we love the gossip, but we love when our gossips are what? Fact-based or at least in there the- There you go. In the we can show people gossip. how smart we are. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to my appearance on the Tisa Tells show. I hope that you enjoyed the episode and it was interesting and informative. And despite the fact that it is a very heavy topic, I hope you appreciate that at moments we tried to keep it light and interesting. As you know, I always attempt to do over here on the Let's Be Honest with Just Jonda show, even when we have something that 
uh, can weigh heavy on the spirit, like the Astro World tragedy. As always, you can find me wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that if you have Apple iTunes, that you go over there, leave me five stars in a review. You can find me on your social media outlets, Instagram, at Instagram and Twitter at Let's Be Honest JJ. That's at L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for Just Jonda. And of course, if you want daily fun and commentary, you can join on the Fashion and Drama Diaries on Facebook. Again, the link for that is in the bio. Feel free to leave me DMs with any of your questions, show show suggestions or concerns, as well as send me an email. I do check, and if it's legit, I do respond. As always... If you're thinking about it, clicking about it, linking about it, and want to talk about it, chances are I want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together.